This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. Well, welcome to episode 58. I've never actually made a practice of calling out the episode numbers, but I I saw that uh, recently and it occurs to me that's more than a year of episodes that we've done one a week since our very first one. And so that's that's kind of thrilling. Uh, We're really grateful to everyone who's supported us in this journey, the guests, the listeners, everyone who shares our episodes on social media, who chimes in on social media. Uh, We appreciate everything that you do to spread the word about the PR podcast um, and so appreciate that. Uh, as we go forward, you know, I, I've said many times, this is, it's not a money-making podcast. We're not making any dough here. This is all about sharing best practices and hearing from the people who have a role in the news decision-making business, whether it's PR professionals like, like you and me, or whether it's uh, reporters, editors, videographers, photographers, anyone who does the job of making news and sharing stories. Um, that's who belongs here. So if you are one of those people, please get in touch. If you'd like to be a guest on the PR podcast, we'd love to have you on here. Uh, Keep spreading the word on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're uh, on all three. We also still do have that YouTube channel way overdue in producing original content there, but uh, you can find the episodes there as well. Uh, and, and again, just a huge thank you to everyone who has supported us over the last year and a half. We are also less than 12 hour, 24 hours after this big Alec Baldwin interview that was on ABC last night. Um, and by the time this comes out on Monday morning, we'll be a, we'll be a few days past it. Um, but um, it's, it's everything that the PR folks are talking about today. Um, and, and let me be clear, addressing this from a pure PR perspective, from a messaging perspective. Uh, Molly McPherson and I, uh, who was a guest on the PR podcast, and she's one of the, the best crisis communicators in the country. Um, she and I talked about this, uh, taped an episode of her podcast uh, earlier this morning, uh, and it should be out uh, sometime next week. Uh, as of this taping next week, when by the time this drops on Monday, maybe it's already out. Um, check her out at mollymcpherson.com and on social. Um, but she and I had a really animated discussion about this. And uh, long story short, don't want to spoil the ending. Um, I, I think that interview was masterful. He, came, he did what he came to do, regardless of what you may think of Alec Baldwin. He came what he did to do. And you can listen to that episode when it drops. Uh, check Molly McPherson's podcast out on your favorite podcast app. Uh, now, with all that business out of the way, we have a terrific guest next week. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Amelia Sugarman is a Providence, Rhode Island-based public relations and media relations strategist with 15 years plus of agency and in-house experience across numerous industries, including travel, health and wellness, and business-to-business technology. She's currently the Senior Manager of Strategic Communication at Colette, which is a global travel tour operator. She specializes in external communications, crisis communications, and securing publicity through a targeted approach. She served on the board of directors for Girls on the Run Rhode Island and enjoys Peloton. Hey, me too. We can talk about that. The beach, me too. Yay, we can talk about that. And dark chocolate. Oh, three for three. We're good. Amelia, welcome to the PR podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Jody. All right, so let's get the Peloton out of the way. Right, uh, you're 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 in the cult. <laughs> I am absolutely in the cult. All right, how how long and and what is your your name if we want to follow you on Peloton? So I jumped on board right at the beginning of COVID, 
in March of 2020, and I have not looked back since. And I was actually just looking this morning, I'm, I'm nearing that 15,000 minute badge for this year. So very excited about that. Uh, you can find me at Sugarmelia, S-U-G-E-R-M-E-L-I-A. All right, we will definitely. I will definitely follow you after we get done with the taping. I am. I am a Peloton addict. I actually Can I ask, was. Who's your favorite instructor? You know who I really enjoy riding with is Jess King. I think. She, I think she's hysterical. I think her energy is terrific. I love the stuff that she does with the DJ, DJ Jean Michael. She's just funny. She's exactly what you need. I mean, I ride very early in the morning, and uh, it's exactly what I need to sort of get up and get going. Um, her stories sometimes I think to myself is this real does this, does this really happen <laughs> it's true it's true she's got she's got quite the uh, and all those instructors really they yeah. let a lot out about their own personal story I mean I think that's part of the the appeal at least for me about these writers that they're, they're not just encouraging you they're actually sharing themselves with you Definitely, definitely leads to that community perspective. All right, we will connect on there for sure. You may not ride at the hour that I ride, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll be on there anyway. Um, well, tell us about your business and how things have been going the last 18 months. You, you're, you're in some of the ground zero types of industries that have really been challenged uh, through COVID. Absolutely. So I can say that there's honestly been a lot of ups and downs over these the past nearly two years. You know, at first there was so much uncertainty. I think every business was concerned about the implications of this disease. And for someone working in travel, I think the professional stakes just seemed really high at the time. And I can remember in January of 2020, you know, Colette was on track to have its best year yet. So we've been in business more than a hundred years and travel was booming. And you know, we were in January of 2020, we're looking ahead to the coming year, and we started to hear some things about the disease in China. And I remember tours in China being canceled. And I kind of said to myself, okay, you know, it's, it's just a small piece of our business, everything will be fine. And things kept happening. And I think, you know, every day, no one really knew what to expect. And I think that kind of sums up the very beginning, that February, March period, when you didn't really know how to react because you didn't really know what was coming. And I think that's really important. Um, today, you know, travel's coming back. It looks a little different than it used to. And we can kind of get into that a little bit later, but, um, you know, Colette is a family run business. And I think that's also important to mention because it can be really hard sometimes from a strategic comms perspective because you need to be comfortable with having some really tough conversations when it's a family organization. And there's that extra level of passion and emotion that you sometimes see. And, you know, we were dealing with really difficult decisions. Are there any um, strategies or kind of things that you did in the beginning mm -hmm. when you're talking about getting cancellations and, and communicating those cancellations and managing uh, client or customer expectations? Are there any, any strategies that you use that you found you had to reuse and sort of they became your best friends, perhaps? Are there any ways that you, that you came up with communicating effectively? So I think at the very beginning, you know, we wanted to manage um, 
customers calling into our call center because obviously, you know, people were concerned and they had a lot of questions. And, and what we did at the very beginning was start to figure out what are the themes of those questions. So as the customer care center, you know, was go were going through some of those issues, you know, was it people calling because they were genuinely uh, scared about the pandemic? Did they just want to know if their tours were getting canceled? Getting a sense of all of those questions and putting them down into a frequently asked questions on our website was really, really crucial at the very beginning. Um, and I can say for my demographic, so we primarily deal with those who are about 65 and older. So we wanted to be mindful of that as well. You know, putting this into language that they could certainly understand that they could um, get through quickly and not have to spend time, you know, on the phone with our, our agents every day, you know, trying to navigate this. Yeah, they're going to have that's the, the that was the first high risk group, right? In, yes. in, in COVID. Um, and also, um, you know, doing the, that FAQ, which is a fantastic uh, arrow in the quiver. Uh, to use a, a Hawkeye reference from uh, Marvel Comics, um, but the, the the FAQ can really reduce the pressure on your call centers because you know many times people can go to an FAQ and be like, oh, okay, fine, uh, sort of allay some concerns or at the very least um, adjust people's thinking for when they do call into that call center. And now they've got a more uh, I want to say more intelligent question, but a more refined question, right? A more specific question rather than, well, you're going to refund my money or something like that, right? I also saw the value of having the website because it was easy for us to make edits every single day. And when with something like this, it really was, I remember there were times, you know, three times a day that we were making edits just because things were changing that quickly. And it was really great to have a place to put all that information. So you're using those with your customer base. Are you also using that FAQ with media to communicate so we out to media? We were, you know, it, it's, everyone says, you know, you have to prepare for any type of situation. And I work with my executive team and, you know, I can't tell you how many statements I've written over the years that never saw the light of day. And in this situation, you know, I, I remember at the very beginning starting to write statements and it would be like, let's just cross that whole thing out because now, you know, an hour later, the, the, the situation has changed. And so, you know, getting that information out to the media and making sure that, you know, they knew what we were doing, you know, it, it's so important for transparency in situations like these, you know, and I've really tried to follow that from the beginning of my career, you know, being transparent and honest, about what's going on. And also, you know, being able to say, we really don't know. I remember a reporter asking uh, pretty early on, you know, how were we going to, um, you know, make this right with the customer? And I, I said to him, I said, you know, we've never had this happen. We, we need a few minutes to, to go back and see what we're going to do. And I think in the moment, you know, I was really nervous to say that, but in hindsight, I'm really proud of myself for doing it because it would have been worse to just say, oh, everything's going to be fine because here we are two years later and everything you know, wasn't fine. And that is probably the everything's going to be fine. That's probably the one statement that did not fly because <laughs> I recall somebody in a position of power making that statement and mm. he was proven to be very, very wrong. 
Um, so that that's good and good for you for saying that, because I, I also think at least I found this in my communications with media. You tell me what your experience was. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a distinct moment of humanity. There was a little while there and it wasn't a day. It was it was a few weeks where everybody found themselves from a human perspective in the same boat. We were all dealing with the same stuff. We were all stuck mm -hmm. in our houses. Um, those of us who were parents were dealing with parental issues, right? With uh, either with, with kids or with older parents or both, if you're in the sandwich generation. Mm -hmm. We're all kind of stuck. And we had this moment of shared humanity where you could say something like that to a reporter. Um, like, hey, we, we, you got to give us a chance to take a breath here. Right. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily something to be quoted on, but like, you know, right. sort of adjusting that. And you were most likely to get the response. Yeah, I get it. OK, fine. Can mm -hmm. you just give me a little something for my article? Can you just give me a little something? Because I got to do my job today. Can you give me a little something that I can that I can run with? Did you find that, too? Absolutely. I, you know, every morning, one of the things that I would do, um, you know, especially after we um, had to come home and, you know, be on lockdown, every morning I would kind of take a lay of the land and figure out, okay, what's going on this morning? What are facts that I can say? So if there is a reporter that, you know, wants to know the latest on a specific destination, here's what I can say. And then I would also make a list of things that I felt like were a little bit in flux, whether that be um, you know, at that point, you know, we, things like vaccinations and all of that were not even in the realm. At that point in time, you know, when, when COVID hit, we were just trying to figure out, okay, can we operate? It, it sounds so simple, but we didn't at that point know back in February, late February, early March, are we going to be able to keep traveling? And I can remember the night that the president put the travel ban on my phone rang around 10 o'clock i'll never forget this and um you know my executive team was briefing us and he said you know we have a thousand travelers out on the road and we need to get them home and in that moment i knew that first off i knew that i was working for a company that i completely believed in because we were going to do the right thing and get those people home and everything that I had worked on in my career, you know, all of the times that I had spent, you know, trying to craft the right messages, it was almost as if, you know, I knew that our responsibility was to get people home and to also communicate to their families and to communicate to their travel advisors. We work very closely with travel agents. And so that was another piece of the puzzle to make sure that they had all the communication. How much did you lean into your social media to help you messaging? I mean, I got to imagine that yeah. social media questions on social media are flying at you at a million miles an hour. What did you do with social? So at the very beginning, um, you know, I met with the social team and I said, you know, we need to first, just like we did with the call center, I wanted to get a sense of what are people asking? You know, are we getting messages from people who are on the road? Are we getting messages from families? Are we, you know, are people worried about a trip a year from now? Or are they trying to figure out, you know, can I go on my trip tomorrow? And so again, going back to those frequently asked questions, we started to kind of put that together and say, you know, here's what we know. Here is what we are doing. Again, going back to that transparency piece. I wanted people to know that we were doing everything in our power to, to make sure that everyone was in a, a, a safe situation and to be able to get home to their families. 
And so now you're working, you know, 18 months later, as you walk through this, now we're kind of all coming out of this, we hope, you know, with this new variant coming, but right, we hope. And I think, you know, with a combination of vaccines and intelligent behavior, we'll all be relatively fine. Um, but now you're working to rebuild, right? Yeah. And, and people are starting to travel. I mean, I did some traveling over the summer, in fact, to, took the kids on a couple of trips. Um, we actually have booked a trip for February, which where we'll be flying. Um, so, you know, we're, we're emerging and we've been relatively safe. I mean, we've been very safe. I mean, nobody was ever exposed. No one ever had to be quarantined. Now we're a fully vaxxed family. Um, we've always been good with the masks and the, everything else. Um, how are you now rebuilding your brand, your business, and what are you communicating to people about um, how they can go about getting out there again? Hmm. So I alluded earlier that travel is, looks a little bit different right now, and we're certainly seeing that in our booking patterns, one being that a lot of people want to travel domestically. And in the past, we had kind of a, a mix of both international and domestic travelers, but you know, we're really starting to see people want to get out there. They want to travel in their own backyards. They feel comfortable doing that. And, you know, our product line um, is we are able to do that. You're able to, you know, book that trip to Nashville or to the national parks and spend time outside. You know, it's this careful balance of wanting people to feel like they can get back to travel and do everything that they used to but also acknowledging that travel has changed a little bit. Things are a little bit different when you get there. What are you doing to either encourage people to take those trips and, 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 and letting them know that it's safe um, or answering their questions about safety? I mean, those questions are still coming in. How are you responding? So first off, you know, to your point about following the science, I think that's really important. Uh, Colette made the decision um, about a year ago now that we will only allow fully vaccinated travelers, both on our domestic and international trips, which I think is really important because, you know, as a traveler, I want to make sure that I'm alongside a like-minded individual, someone who takes it seriously as I do. And, you know, we talked earlier about um, the average age of our customer. And I think for that, in that sense, it's also really important. So, you know, looking at all of these wellness protocols and, and making sure that people feel physically comfortable, but also mentally comfortable as well. And I think that's, that's certainly a big piece of it. Traveling with a tour operator gives you the, the confidence that you have a tour manager by your side. So you're able to have that person to navigate some of these complex situations, whether that be, um, you know, testing if it is in an international location, um, whether it be just things that, that are a little bit different now. Um, and I think that's also really important. So knowing that you have that person by your side, I think has been really helpful in our own business. Let's uh, talk, let's drill down a little bit into the types of media that you're communicating with, sure. right? The types of reporters. Yeah. Is it is it mostly travel and tourism media or is it also mainstream media, beat reporters, things like that? Where are you finding your most traction in getting your message out? So there's definitely a combination. And I think that is because we do um, go out to different various um you know, there are, there are multiple ways that you can buy travel through us. So whether that be through a travel agent or directly through our site. And so we do work alongside, you know, national and local media, 
But at the same time, I, I spend a lot of time speaking with the trade publications, whether those be travel agent publications or group leaders, and those that really know the travel market and that you know want to hear about sales that we have going on, but at the same time, want to know, you know, okay, everyone's going to have a sale right now, but what are you doing differently to, to make sure that my client is going to feel safe on tour? Yeah. And, and are you finding that you're getting, uh, I would imagine you're getting terrific response from the, the travel agents, um, which I've also have to imagine you can sort of uh, anoint as ambassadors of yours, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they want you to succeed because they succeed and vice versa. It kind of goes back and forth, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that we really try to do, um, especially when we're speaking with the media, is that we, you know, I always want to make their job easier. I never want to be in a situation where, you know, a reporter is saying to me, you know, I can't, I can't find the information that I'm looking for, or, you know, I'm trying to write this article and, and I need to get it out today. And, you know, I think back, we, we talked earlier about how so much was changing early on, you know, those first couple of weeks. And now, you know, I'm starting to see, you know, certainly to a less degree, probably because I, I might be jaded from everything that has happened, but, you know, as, as Delta was coming online and now Omicron coming online and, you know, we're starting to see these, these hiccups, but at the same time, you know, knowing everything that we've learned over the past two years has made it a little bit easier to communicate and to be able to now be in a position to say, you know, we have vaccines, people are getting their boosters, people are still traveling. And that has been really powerful and that has been helpful for travel advisors to be able to go back to their clients. And those are the things that I want to say in the media. Where is, where is travel right now in terms of rebounding from whatever high you were at pre-pandemic? You know, are you, are you at 50%? Are you at 75? Where are you in, in, your, in your bookings? So right now we're really trying, we're saying, trying to stay on track with 2019. You know, we feel like 2020 and 2021 were difficult. One, because there were a lot of months that we physically could not travel. Um, obviously pre-vaccinations was also a really difficult time, um, but we're starting to see it come back. And it's, it's interesting because again, people really, really want to travel. People want this to be over with. And, and I think that does outweigh some of the fear of you know, these new variants. And I think that the people who are listening to science and are you know, holding firm in your belief that you know, if you are vaccinated, that you can get out there and you can still do the right thing. Um, you know, I, I said it the other day, I said to myself, you know, people, people are resilient. And I think they wanna make these trips happen more than ever before. You know, they wanna make these memories. They wanna spend time with their families. And, you know, for us, I think that's what we really want people to be able to do. Are there any challenges you see on the immediate horizon or are there challenges that you can turn into opportunities? And again, addressing this from sort of a communications perspective, yeah. uh, ways you're telling the story of your company and encouraging people to travel. So one thing that I have found that I'm, I've been chatting about a lot lately is this idea of giving the gift of, the, of travel. And I think in the past, a lot of people were so focused, especially at the holidays on, you know, gifts that, you know, materials that they wanted to bring into their house. And although there, you know, travel has always been about making memories, 
I think that's even more true today, just based on losing the opportunity to have these memories over the past two years. And in speaking with the media, you know, I'm certainly hearing that, you know, people want to get out. It, it, it's so funny. People don't, you know, before it would be, I want to go to Ireland or, you know, I want to go see XYZ in a certain destination. People don't even care where they go now. They just want to go somewhere. They want to get out of their houses. They want to know that we're going to cover every situation from beginning to end. They don't want to worry. They don't want to have to think. And I don't blame them, you know, as someone who also, you know, has spent a, a lot of time at home over the past two years. I certainly get that. And I think that's what we're trying to really, um, that's the word that we're really trying to spread, that we will take care of everything if you, and if you trust us to, to come on board and travel with us. Well, that is a great place to end our conversation, Amelia. Thanks so much for, for sharing that perspective. Um, I, the travel business, from my point of view, is, has really, really been challenged over the last two years. And, um, but I also think, to your point, it is also a, an essential part of who we are as people. Um, we're not meant to stay in one place. At least I'm not a guy who stays in one place. And so uh, I was thrilled to be able to, to go out and travel, even you know, take the road trip to our little beach vacation that last summer. Um, and I'm looking forward to traveling in 2022. So uh, hope, hopefully uh, your business will see, will see things pick up and, and start to trend up the way we wanna see things trending up. Um, we are gonna transition and trend into the rapid fire question portion of our podcast, where we steal a page from the Inside the Actor Studio show and ask our guests a series of rapid fire questions. These meant to elicit a simple answer, one or two, whatever gut reaction comes to your mind. So with your indulgence, here we go. Rapid fire question number one. What is your favorite news source? I'm very much a local girl, so I love the Boston Globe. Awesome, all right. Rapid fire question number two. What is your favorite social media platform? Instagram. Mm, yes, we love our pictures, don't we? <laughs> I, I have become an Instagram junkie. I really have. And, and I've, I said this before, you know, there's this stigma around people posting selfies. I like it when people post selfies. I want to see my friends. It's real and it's authentic. And especially over the past couple of years, for some people, it's the only way I've been able to see what they're doing. It's so true. It's so true. All right. Rapid fire question number three, coffee or alcohol? Coffee all day. All right. Very good. Rapid fire question number four, your favorite on the run food. Dark chocolate covered almonds. All right. You got to, you got to unload on me on the dark chocolate. Go ahead. I, I love dark chocolate. I appreciate that you, you love it as well. And if you can put, you know, dark chocolate on anything, I'm, I'm there. Pretzels, <laughs> almonds, perfect mix. That's, that's awesome. You sound like, like my daughter with ketchup. She'll put ketchup <laughs> oh. on white rice. It's just insane. Uh, and rapid fire question number five, what do you want to be after you finish this career? So I've always wanted to be a meteorologist. Ooh, okay. What, what's the attraction there? Go ahead. There is something about, I, I call it digital weather chasing. And I'm fascinated by you know, seeing the weather patterns. And we, we have this little joke in my office that whenever it's going to snow, I'll send out a little brief and, and let people know, you know, what's coming. Um, I, I feel like that's probably an 80 year old thing to do, but um, I, 
you know, people, find, I find that everyone gets themselves in these situations. They're out without a raincoat or snow boots. And especially here on the East Coast, um, I, think it, I think it would be helpful. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Once, once you're good and done with, okay. the travel, with the travel business, which I know okay. you have a long career ahead of you. Well, Amelia, again, this has been a great conversation. Please let people know how they can find you online. Absolutely. You can email me at amelia.sugarman at gmail.com. I'm on all the socials at SugarMelia, S-U-G-E-R-M-E-L-I-A. And if you're interested in traveling, check out www.colette.com. Fantastic. Thanks again, Amelia. And thank you everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the show, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The PR Podcast, and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his fantastic photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T. Check him out there and hire him for all your photography needs. You can find me online at Jody Fisher on all the socials and online at jodyfisherpr.com. We'll see you next time on the PR Podcast. Yeah.